Hey, this is Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Uh, still in the month of September and October. It's out now in the month of October, and it's the month of marketing. And I know that you guys really, really love what we've brought you because you've told me. Um, I love the emails I get from everybody. I really, really do. I also like the comments that I get on the Grow Program's website, so we do greatly appreciate it. And I also want to give a shout out and a thanks to those who have been going on to Stitcher and on to iTunes and giving us our reviews. This is very, very important, and for the sake of time, I don't want to go into it, but just know that I spend a lot of my time, and I'm more than happy to do it. I just ask for a couple seconds of your time to go to Stitcher or go to iTunes and write us a review. There's a lot of things that can really help help us help other agents by getting in front of them and I need your review to be the uh, social proof that this is how they're going to learn and uh, grow their their agency and their business and growing this industry in the meantime. So today we've got an awesome speaker on. Um, I've seen this gentleman speak twice, I think once in Vegas um, and then uh, once recently. Um, and I just, when I saw him, I said, you know, I got to get you on my podcast. And he is, was more than happy to do it. And so we're going to be talking here shortly with Jeff Tobe, um, who's with Coloring Outside the Lines. And if, if you just don't know Jeff Tobe, you're getting ready to know him. I'm willing to bet probably half of you that are listening to this have probably heard his name or heard him speak. And so you know how good this podcast is getting ready to be. So I'm not going to hold us back anymore. Let's get on with the podcast. Jason Cass back with the podcast. I hope you like that music. That's uh, from the band Sun Stereo. My best friend's the drummer. Look him up, sunstereo.com. I don't make any money off it. I just want you to have good information, which you're getting ready to get with this with our person who's on today, our guest Jeff Tobe. And I want you to get good music when you can find it there with sunstereo.com. So today we have Jeff Tobe, and he we are going to be introducing Jeff. Jeff, uh, say hi. Hi. Nice to be here. Fantastic. And, and uh, Jeff, I appreciate you coming on. I uh, won't tell too long of a story, but Jeff and I actually already recorded this podcast and my internet went out. And so we didn't realize until about 40 minutes after the podcast, a 40 minute podcast that we had only recorded seven minutes of it. And uh, that was pretty embarrassing. But Jeff, being the guy he is, decided to come back on and do it again. And so we thank you for that, Jeff. Jason, you never let your audience know what your audience doesn't know. That's okay. See, that's I, I, I'm transparent. I'm transparent, and if and, and most of my audience knows me, and they're probably saying to themselves right now, Jeff, oh, okay, yeah, that's Jason. That's something Jason would do. Perfect. So no, 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 we're real here, just like you, Jeff. That's one of the reasons why I have you and some of the guests on. I don't want the ones that talk a big talk and can't walk the walk. I want to people know them from inside and out that you're the guy that could help them. Well, so, 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 J- Jeff. Um, t- give us a little background of you to, to from where you were to how where you are now. Well, the sorted background, <laughs> the short version anyway. <laughs> um, I got out of school and I actually became a, uh, a insurance underwriter, a personal lines underwriter. Wow! Okay. And uh, got fired from that within a year for being too creative. <laughs> so creativity and and uh, underwriting <laughs> just don't go hand in hand for some reason. <laughs> and not long after that, I, I kind of discovered that I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm just unemployable. So that's when I started my own business in the marketing and promotions arena. I uh, did that for 12 years and then kind of fell into the speaking business. And I've been doing that now for over 20 years. I can't believe it. Wow. And 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 creatively, how did you get released? Uh, I, I, I've heard you, was it the paycheck? 
It was a paycheck, and I'll, I'll tell the story quickly, but you know I got paid on a Friday afternoon, and I, I didn't know what to do with it. I, I didn't have enough money to live, so I got an idea. We had about 400 people in our building. I walked around, and that afternoon I made up tickets, and that afternoon I sold them for $5. You could win my paycheck. And the first week I made about $1,200, the second week about $1,400, and the third week they fired me for starting an illegal lottery. So <laughs> don't try this at home is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's the kind of imagination that you that, that you're getting ready to get from this guy, listeners. That's fantastic, Jeff. I tell you what, I I've told that story so many times. Um, and tr- when I'm trying to explain you and just that right there, that story is like, hey, people say I need to check this guy out. Yeah, these are two scary dudes, then you and I. <laughs> so so um so your name of your business now is Coloring Outside the Lines. Is that right? Absolutely. has been for a long time. And you have a book called Coloring Outside the Lines. I do. That was my first book. And my newest book is Anticipate, Knowing What Customers Need Before They Do. Oh, that sounds like a good one. Yeah. I think it's sometimes taken out of context, but I think they said that uh, um, 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 Steve, uh, Steve Jobs said that the customer doesn't know what they want until they get it, and then they know exactly what they want. That's It's taken out of context a little bit, but it wasn't exactly what he was stating, but it works well for this as well, because I think a lot of people, I think uh, as the insurance agents, when we deal with, um, uh, we, we sometimes think that every other company or every other agency is like our own, and so that what we don't realize is that we have to adapt to a lot of the things that the customers are expecting today because when they go to Geico and they get the 24-hour service and they can service themselves and they have the app to do whatever they want, um, and and then they come back to the independent insurance world and we don't offer those, we now don't know what the customer wants even when they know what they want. And I think that's a bad situation to be in. Would you agree, Jeff? Absolutely. And the only way we're going to talk about it more, but the only way you can create a successful experience for the customer is by anticipating, you know, by anticipating everything, their needs, their wants, you know, how they want that experience to, to go. And that is a good point. That kind of leads right into it. So today what we're going to talk about with Jeff, and we're going to kind of stick on six points. Um, and and I've, I've, I've heard Jeff talk before, and he talks about a lot of different things, but these were the six that really stuck out to me um, whenever I, when I have seen Jeff. Once again, I've seen him twice. And, and Jeff, you tell a story in your presentation, I think, about people crossing a river. And I know you can't do that right now, but I want you to know that that is one of the most fascinating stories I've ever heard in my life. And I mean that because people that I see that I haven't seen in a while that, that I was with when I was, you know, I was the on the committee at the time when you were speaking. And I run into people whenever we're talking about Las Vegas, they'll always say, yeah, that Las Vegas, that's when that Jeff Tobe was the guy who was there. You remember that story he told? And it, and that was, a, that was an awesome story. Sorry for the side note there, listeners. No, no, but, it's funny because I was in uh, Cleveland Airport last week and a guy said to me, I know you, you're the Miss A, Mr. B guy. It's <laughs> the story you're talking about. Yes, yes. He didn't know my name, he didn't know where he had heard me, nothing else, just the story. So, But you, you can't see the story, you have to see the illustration that that's you do exactly. at the same time. So that's, you know, that's the, bottom, the bottom line from the story is that, you know, it ends up that we, I tell a story, I draw it, and I just point out to the, any audience that uh, it really is how you look at it, you know, and it's about it's about perspective. Mm-hmm. And you can go there. It, it truly, I, I believe, the creative thinking about setting yourself apart in the marketplace is about looking at things from a different perspective. There's a great saying in sales training, Jason. I, I don't even know who to accredit it to, but 
Um, you know, it's if you see the world through your customer's eyes, you'll see the way your customer buys. And Ooh. I love that because it's, oh, yeah, it's that about is being good. more customer centric, about looking at you from their perspective, not yours. That is true. That we always try to po- pose our values on somebody else who has totally. De- that's that's a very good point. Man, this all has to do with insurance agents so much. So we'll talk about that. But here's the three points. So we've got are the six points: cost versus value. I'd like for you to talk a little bit about perspective. You just did there. If you've got some things to add, the Harvey principle. Uh, I'm interested to hear that. Give yourself an ask. Experience versus customer service and exercise your risk muscle. So why don't we kind of start up with the cost versus value? Because I think price is a very big issue in the industry. I'd like to hear your perspective here. We have three hours, right? Yes, we do. Three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just, this is an easy one. I, not easy to do, but easy to explain. You know, I, I think of them as two boxes. And I, I, I illustrate it that way in front of, I think I did in Las Vegas. And if you think about the cost as a large box and the value as a small box beside it, that's the ratio between the two in your customer's mind. And I don't want to just be, I, I know that I, I do a lot of work with independent agencies and agents and, and agencies, and I know that they're hung up about cost, you know, mm-hmm. and how do we come in with the lowest cost? Well, you know what? Yes, the client says that, but the ideal, uh, the ideal situation is, if you think of those two boxes, it's not just about cost. It's, it's really about the cost of doing business with you. So price is part of that, mm-hmm. but it's also your hours. It's, how easily accessible are you? When I have a claim, how you know how responsive are the companies that I'm working with? So that's all the cost. And then the value is the creative part. It's where it's how do we increase the value in our customers' minds so it becomes a bigger issue than the cost issue. And I was just working with an, an agency, about 21 people, uh, last week here in Pittsburgh. And you know we talked about this and, and we talked about how do we focus on every phone call, prospect or existing customer, on how do we increase that value in their minds. And it, by the way, it has to be specific to them at that very moment. In other words, it's not just a one size fits all, we'll, do it, we'll have a new policy. It's Mr. Customer, you know, what is it in my mind right now that's gonna increase the value versus the perceived cost of what it is we're asking you to do. And that could be spend money, you know, mm-hmm. uh, switch your insurance to us, whatever that is. Wow, okay. and. And, you know, and, and the, there's an agent, Chris Paradiso, out of Stafford Springs, Connecticut, that one of the things that he does, which I think is is something I did, and I think it talks right here, he teaches about the fact that you can use a program called Animoto.com out there, and you can go take a pictures of your client's business. You can drop them into this program, pick the music, pick the theme, and less than, like, literally, you hit the button, and in 30 seconds, you have a, a made, this thing makes a video for you. And he talks about going to his clients' um, build businesses and actually taking those pictures, going back, putting it into this Animoto, creating an MP4 video, and then actually sending it to your business owner okay. and, and having them put it on their website and use it as a marketing material. It really works well with restaurants because, you know, that's a very visual business. And so he says that he has had it to where his clients have told him at Renewal um, I want you to know there was another agent who gave us a quote, and really he was about five hundred to a thousand dollars less. But we asked him if he was going to make videos for us and help uh, help drive business to right. our business because it, it, they knew that Chris was doing that, so that became a value to them. And I think that's what you're talking about. Exactly, it's value add, and it's what what value do I add that they can't get from other agents? And Chris has a you know is onto something hot there because. It really has nothing to do with insurance, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. But it, it, you got to go beyond, step back, look at the big picture, and say, 
how else can I help my customer do business? How else can I help my customer if it's a you know just an individual? How can I help them be more successful? Sure. Yeah. And then, okay, so that leading into perspective then. I mean, look right. at what they do. So, I mean, I think I think this is how you're going to kind of find your value to them is by perspective of their eyes. Absolutely. And and by the way, you know, these are six things, but they all tie together as, mm-hmm. as listeners will hear. Um, you know, perspective. And I'm going to keep using the example of this agency that I worked with because it was just last week. And, and one of the things that I say to them is, you know, every phone call, can I put myself in their perspective? So we step back and we say, all right, let's take a look at, we'll call it ABC agency, protect the innocent. <laughs> um, let's look at ABC in, industry, uh, ABC insurance from our customer's perspective. You know, what do you see? And it was a fun exercise. We had, like I say, 21, 22 people in the room. And we just started listing things that they see, negative and positive. And it was a great exercise to go through wow. because one, what I find with agencies is that they don't get together like this a lot. Often there's silos, you know, there's personal lines over here and commercial over here, but when have we gotten together as an agency and really just taken looked at the agency from their perspective, not ours? That's a good point. Yeah, and so I really believe that perspective is everything. And when we talk about experience, you know, the only way we can change the experience is by looking at what we do from a different perspective, looking at the industry from a different perspective. And and then and then Okay, so then that flows into the Harvey principle, kind of, because, man, you are right. Now that I look at all these, I mean, they, they all actually intertwine to every person. So what's this Harvey principle that you're talking about? Well, you're too young to remember, but there was a movie <laughs> way back when called Harvey, and Jimmy Stewart was the, the actor who starred in it. And I watched this movie as a kid, and it was about um, Jimmy Stewart's character is the only one who can see this six-foot white rabbit that he's named Harvey in. When I watched it as a kid, I took it at face value. It was a black and white movie. It was very entertaining. Watch it with my parents. But about maybe seven or eight years ago, I rented it to watch with my daughters. And for some reason, I watched it from a whole different perspective. I mean, even if you haven't seen the movie, at the beginning, they want to commit Jimmy Stewart's character to a mental institution. He's obviously crazy. He's the only one who can see this six-foot white rabbit that he's named Harvey. But since I was watching from a different perspective, since we're talking about perspective, I started to ask myself, well, whether or not he was the crazy one. You know, maybe, just maybe it was everybody who couldn't see Harvey who was crazy. So I started to think, how does that apply to our professional lives? And in my first book, Coloring Outside the Lines, it's a whole chapter on the Harvey Principle. But the bottom line is this. It's learning to see invisible opportunities where everyone else sees only visible limitations. Oh, yeah. Let me say that another way. Learning to see invisible opportunities where everyone else says, uh, you know, we tried that four years ago. It, It didn't work. Where everyone else says, you can't do that here. Where everyone else says you can't do that in the insurance industry. That's where the opportunities lie. And that's how I found success, I think, in my careers over the years as well. Always looking for those those opportunities. Wow. Yeah, that is uh, – it's hard for me to do this podcast for a minute because I'm thinking my brain is just is just turning and I'm thinking how real that is. I mean, so by having a good perspective so far – we and having a perspective through the client's eyes will be able to um, help and understand that cost is not the main motivation. It's actually the value adds that I can get, and you've exactly. got to be able to see that by seeing things that actually aren't there. You know, I, do you remember the the example I used uh, in ours when I was with you uh, in Vegas was the FedEx logo. Ah, oh, yeah. The, that the fact that there's a giant white arrow between the E and the X. Now, some people have seen it, but most people haven't. Mm-hmm. And the point of that is simply that 
now that I, I make people aware of that white space, and we'll call it the opportunity since we're talking about the Harvey principle, aware of the opportunity, your right brain, the creative side, will kick into it every single time. And, and so my question is, you know, what's right in front of you in your agency? It's even in your cubicle or your office, and it's an opportunity waiting to happen, but you've never allowed the right brain, the creative side, to kick in. We're going on vacation this summer, and my son, we go past a FedEx truck, and I tell him about that. And he and now he's nine, and so every time he sees a FedEx truck, he's just like, "Dad, my brain just keeps seeing that," you know. And and it's funny, and it's it goes right back to that. But yes. And by the way, there's a, a measuring spoon in the small e. If you want to point that out to him too. There's a measuring spoon that, in yeah, the e. Now that I told you that, yeah, yeah you, you're gonna see it every single time. Oh man, I'll have to I see have that. To see it. You have to see it. <laughs> Misery loves company. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so um, give yourself an ask, and you got that spelled out A S K. What's I'm glad that? You spelled it because we pronunciation alone gets people confused. So <laughs> that's an alternative solution kick, and it means when you know you've got the right answer. You've been in the insurance business for twenty something years, and you've seen it a thousand times before. You know, are you willing to say there's always, always, always more than one right answer to every single challenge my customer brings me? I mean. Historically, every invention, every creative idea, every innovative company started because somebody dared to look for the second right answer. And I think once we accept that, that's when the creative juices start to flow. That's when we start to create a whole new experience for the customer. Wow. Wow. This is so good, Jeff, because you're, you're giving theory, but I think that there's a lot of agents who have practical uses out there. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to use it. You know, a lot of times in the past, it's, hey, everybody always wants to talk about theory, but there's no practical uses. Right. And, I, and, and I will tell you, we're, we're running into with the social and digital world and the uncomfortableness that people have marketing is, is there's a lot of people out there that can show me, show I can show people the practical you ways to use Facebook to drive business, but right. they don't, they've got to understand the theory behind it. And sometimes... That's the hard part, and and with you, you're, you're you're giving here some practical uses and backing it up with theory. I'm I'm really, you got me kind of thinking about a couple things because when you talk about agencies, I have an agency, and so I'm trying to apply it to me. Yeah, and it's funny. I heard a story just the other day, uh, Jason. I'll tell you quickly. It's another speaker's story. It's not mine, but he was he was a, a cufflink nut. He loved his cufflinks, and he only wore French cuffs. And he was in Minot, <laughs> South Dakota, and he um. Is that South Dakota, North Dakota? Mine not, anyway. And, and he forgot his cufflinks. So it was early evening. He runs to, to uh, Walmart, and they say, we don't sell cufflinks. And he's going, well, do you know anybody who does? They said, you know, I think Kmart does down the street. So he runs to Kmart. They said, sorry, we, we don't sell cufflinks. He said, is there anybody else? He goes, maybe Target. So he runs to Target just before they're closing, and he, says, he goes to the men's department, no cufflinks. He's walking away all disappointed when a young girl – no more than 19 years old comes up to him and says, Mr., you know, we don't sell cufflinks, but we do sell shirts. Oh. Right? And, and, and so it just hit me. I know it's wow. not a but there's always more than one right answer. We get so focused on what, you know, what, we're, what we need, we're not willing to sort of step back and look at the big picture. And say there's got to be a second right answer here. He was ruined because he didn't have his cufflinks, but really all he had to do was buy another shirt. Exactly. Wow. With buttons, by the way. <laughs> With buttons, yes, yes, yes. Because see, what a lot of us do is we go buy another shirt, but we buy one that needs cufflinks. Yeah. 
exactly right. <laughs> so we just keep repeating the same nightmare and wondering why it's not working. That wow. That, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So this is a hot one, Jeff. And I, I really, you know, you take as much time, two minutes or 50 hours if you need on this one, because this is huge. Every agent out there, you always say, what's the difference between you, your agency and the agency down the road? And they always say service. We pride ourselves on customer service. But one of your points is here, let's look experience um, versus customer uh, Absolutely. service. Absolutely. So the starting place with this is to understand that service is not dead. Service is what we do every day. It comes from our heart. It's one-to-one. -one. What can I do for you? How can I help you? But you're right. That's not going to set you apart from the other agent down the street. What's going to set you apart, and what I ask people all the time is, you know, are you in the customer service business? They say, absolutely. Well, I don't think that's right. I think that if you want to set yourself apart, you're really in the customer experience business. And let me mm -hmm. tell you the difference. Like I say, customer service is what can I do for you. Customer experience is what's my customer's experience from the minute they make contact with us till the minute they're done. And that involves everybody in the agency. I don't care if you're one person agent, then you know it involves un unfortunately some things that are out of your control sometimes, like uh, your your the companies with whom you work. It, it could be a lot of things. But um, you know, when we look at, at experience, a couple things happen. We start to become more engaged and experience, I always say customer service leads to satisfied customers. Customer experience leads to loyal external customers and engaged internal customers. In the book, Anticipate, what we've uh, proved beyond a shadow of a doubt is that the more engaged our people are internally, the better the experience externally. So wow. how, does this, how does this manifest itself? I'll, I'll tell you. Working with a, an agency in, um, in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, which is not too far from Pittsburgh, uh, back probably about a year ago, we started to look at the at the experience, that agency's experience. Now, let me just break it down very quickly and say, if we go in and say, we're gonna change the experience, the hair on the back of everybody's necks kind of stands up. Yeah. That's the word change, right? And so instead, what we have to look at are what we call touch points. And by definition, touch points are simply those points that which we can touch the customer, those points at which we can influence the experience. And so we start to look at touch points. For example, uh, in this agency, it was a, a large agency, and they had uh, purchased a beautiful old schoolhouse and made and converted it into their offices. Just, just wow, lovely. awesome. But when I pulled up into the parking lot, first of all, I couldn't find a parking spot, even though the visit it said visitors, it was full. And I'm thinking, do they have that many visitors? <laughs> Finally, find a parking spot. I make my way, in, and this is in the winter. I make my way around to one door, and I am up to my knees in snow. You know. Um, then I'm going, that, that probably isn't the right door. So I go to another door and I'm up to my knees in snow and it's still not the right door. Where I'm going is, that's one of the touch points. Even that parking lot is part of my experience. And so yes. who owns it? Why isn't somebody cleaning it? Why isn't somebody making sure that there are visitor site, you know, uh, visitor uh, slots available? Who owns my experience from the minute I open the front door till the minute I get to the front desk? All of those things are part of the experience. So if I can give you an example, Jason. Um, go ahead. We also work, this is out of your industry, I apologize, but I think it's a great example. No, that's fine, no. I worked recently with a company called Shadow Milk Company. They're out of Missouri, and they deliver milk. So we got their, all their employees together, and they're about 120 people, but six of them are, are truck drivers. Now, there's a prime example of a great touch point with the customer, right? They deliver the milk. They, they're, they're, they have the experience to kind of change their touch point and affect the customer experience. 
So we got their six together and we said, what could we do just with your touch point, delivering, you know, your truck delivering uh, experience, what could we do to change it a little bit? One of the guys right away said, I have a funny saying that I use with my kids and I don't know if we can use it, but it makes them laugh every time. Now, don't forget, they're in the milk business. Okay. Well, guess what? On the back of every one of their trucks, it now says, in case of accident, have cookies ready. Lots and lots and lots of cookies. <laughs> so you pull up behind that, you're going to smile, right? Yeah. And that's one tiny little experience, one tiny little touch point that they just tweaked a little. And once we do that with every touch point, a couple things happen. Obviously, the entire experience gets better. But what happened is if you don't think that that, that truck driver now is engaged at what he does because they took his, his, uh, his simple suggestion and made it happen, everyone gets, we get buy-in from everybody in the organization because they're looking at the touch points they can affect and how can we tweak it a little bit. Absolutely. And it's not even just that one uh, truck driver. It's all the other drivers who now drive around and people see it and make comments like, oh, hey, I got my cookies, you yeah, know, yeah. or, you know, and then it makes him buy in. And, and you said the more engaged they are internally, the more loyal they'll be externally. Or is that what you something like that? Exactly. You said? Well, the, okay. the more engaged your people are, the better the experience for the customer. The better. Experience. When we look at experience, it ends up uh, the end result are loyal customers. Uh, let me go back to the agency I was just working with that I told you here in Pittsburgh. Okay. And you know, we took a look at touch points. One of their touch points was their on hold message. And I'm a, I happen to be a client, so so I'm looking at it from my perspective, not theirs. Right. So. I said to them, you know, it's a pain to call you. I get a recording right away and I've got all these options. I press zero every time. You know, I just press zero because I just don't want to be bothered. Right. And I have to tell you, and this is the CEO, of the, the president of the company sitting in the room. I said, I hate the voice. I know it's you, Jim, but, you know, and he, he got all defensive. <laughs> I bet he did. It, my clients love it. They say they love hearing my voice, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, in this room, people just started to kind of sit up in their chairs. And finally, somebody at the personal lines guy said, "said um, Jim, we got to tell you, nobody in this company likes the voicemail." And he was heartbroken. But you know, you got to let go of it, and that's a huge. That's right. Well, X amount of weeks later, if you called them now, it's now a, a lovely young lady who answers the phone. Um, you know, it's still a, a recording, and they've made it so much easier to find you know what you were where you want to go in the agency. So right. those. That's one tiny little touch point that's going to change the experience for the customer. That's awesome. That that is that is awesome. It's about the experience. If you're listening as an agent out there, please understand. If I should have had had you do it at the beginning, sit back, close your eyes, and say, "Why? Where does my agency stick out, and how are we better than everybody else?" Ninety percent of you would have said because of our customer service, we expect. But I heard the guy say something good the other day. He said, "Customer service is what people expect." It's the experience you're going to provide them is when they're going to stay with you or like you or not. But everybody expects customer service. Who has ever bought a product and thought, well, can't I hope this doesn't happen to this product because I have no customer service. Normally, if that happens, you don't have a product, you know. So I think it takes a while for to get agents to understand that because that's what they all say, Jeff. They all well, say you, customer service. If you think of those those organizations that stand out. Uh, uh, it's uh, the the Starbucks is a great example. Four Seasons Hotels. You know, why do they stand out? It's not just because of customer service. I, I got to tell you something. You know, I'm a Hill, I'm a uh, Marriott uh, frequenter, <laughs> and they have great customer service, but mm -hmm. it's still not the experience that I get at a Four Seasons Hotel. 
And so, you know, my McDonald's offers great service, but it's not the Starbucks experience. So that's what I'm saying. You know, we can we can we can start to look at the service or we can look at the experience. Yeah, and it's funny because like I'm a, I'm a big Delta flyer, Jeff, and but I have to tell you, I think I have more added value on Delta because they have Wi-Fi. I feel as they're a little more professional. I mean, and 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 they're really really great service. But I have to admit, I don't get all that stuff on Southwest. But I'm fly. I enjoy flying Southwest just as much when I have to because of the experience that you have there. Well, Southwest McDonald's. They've created a market, and they're very happy in that market. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. some of your agents will be the same. I hate to mention it, but, you know, Geico has a certain market, and they'll always appeal to that, that kind of customer. That's right. That's fine. You know, it's, it's not about the experience for them. It is about offering service and a cheap product. But yeah. what I find with most agencies when I work with them is it's not about offering a cheap product. So what else have we got? We got, we got to set ourselves apart by looking at that experience. And every agency is so unique. They all have their own thing that they just need to exploit. Absolutely. You know, yeah. the, the last thing I'll leave you with is just a saying for people to think about. We should be walking around saying to ourselves, how do we shatter the stereotype of the experience people expect to have with us? Shatter the stereotype of the experience people expect to have. And that will get them thinking about that second right answer about the Harvey principle and everything else we've talked about. I'm still here. I'm writing this down. How do we shatter the experience? Shatter the stereotype. Oh, shatter the stereotype of the experience. Tell me you're in the insurance business, and right away I have a stereotype of the experience I'm going to have with you. Not your fault, by the way, but that's the way it is. Tell me you sell life insurance, and right away I start thinking, oh, yeah, I know what you do for a living. Yeah, exactly. So our job is to to shatter the stereotype of the experience people expect to have with your company, with your people, and then individually with me, with you, you know, fill in your name here. All right. I know I'm recording this, but I just had to write that down now. So that, that was good stuff. I, I really like that. You've, you've had a couple really, really zingers that I really like that get you thinking about, holy cow. And then the last point that I had for you, which I thought was pretty cool, when I, is um, exercising your risk muscle. I think this almost sums up all this stuff. Well, you know, throughout our conversation today, I'm sure there are people who are feeling a little uneasy about doing things differently. Mm-hmm. And and that's what it is. It's uh, Bottom line is that you can't be creative in the, in the customer experience without taking some kind of a risk. So I like to say, you know, uh, creativity and risk taking go hand in hand. Uh, your risk muscle just means that if there was such a thing, we need to exercise our risk muscle every day. One of the things that I get audiences to do, if you remember, is I ask them to switch their watch from their le- you know, from one arm to the other and try and keep it on that other arm for an entire day. And for most people, that's too risky. And I've heard it all, you know, it's too big, it's too small, it hurts, I can't. Whatever it is, you have to realize that everybody has a different edge of the page. And if it's not about us anymore, it's about them, our customer. Mm-hmm. It's really about where is their edge of the page? How far can we go before we've colored too far? But it is going to take some risk taking to be creative and, and change those those touch points uh, in the experience. Wow, that is fantastic. That is good stuff. That is good stuff. So, coloring outside the lines from cost versus value perspective, the Harvey principle. Give yourself an ask. Experience versus customer service, which I think is so, so, so vital of all of these to all you agents out there. And exercise your risk muscle. So, um, in wrapping this up, Jeff, um, are you uh, are you a reader? I am a reader. And uh, you got a couple of books maybe you're reading now or in the past that uh, you'd find uh, very valuable and that are kind of outside the, 
different uh, realm of just normalcy that you think you could tell people about? I've got a, I've got a few. First of all, mine. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. Please, yeah, but, please say that again. Say that again. What is that? Outside the lines is, is my first book, and it's a quick read, a, a fun read, and anticipate knowing what customers need before they do. All you have, your your listeners have to do is go to www.buyanticipate.com, and you'll get a. It takes you right to um, Amazon, but it's a cheaper price. Super but cool. In answer to your question, first of all, one of the books I recommend that I read a few years ago, but I still recommend it to everybody, is called Blue Ocean Strategy. Okay. And if you if your listeners haven't read it, I, and I apologize, I can't think of the author's name right now, but Blue Ocean Strategy basically says what what happens in your profession all the time. It's that we choose to compete in red ocean, which is bloody, and it's bloody because we're competing on price, we're competing on service which is what we've talked about. Mm -hmm. And the idea is how do we create a blue ocean where, where we set ourselves apart from everybody else? Example that they use is Cirque du Soleil. You ever been to one of those, Jason? One of those yes, shows? yes. Okay. So they say all it is is, you know, a guy sat back and said, could we have a circus without animals? And just from that thought, he created Cirque du Soleil. Now, here's the difference. It's still a circus. And, and it's a circus who can charge $150 a ticket and nobody bats an eyelash when Barnum and Bailey is still charging $22 per person. Wow. So it's, and they're still in the circus business. Wow. And they're you still, know, you still, can in, the still circus be in the insurance business, but how do we create that, that blue ocean? So I love that book. And I, I think it's a great book to read. The, the other book that I, I'd recommend, and again, it's a couple of years old. Um, I just read it recently. It's called the experience economy. And uh, it's okay. really a great prelude to anticipate to my book. Um, it really talks about where we've come from and how this economy has changed to one of experience. Anticipate is more about how do we create and, and implement the ideal experience. So it really is a good book. Okay, yes, yes. And that sounds good for anybody out there. I'll be honest with you, I like that. I like both those. Um, that concept, holy cow, can you imagine having a a circus without animals and I right. think if you ask people that they'd be like no so that makes me curious now I'm, now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to use the Harvey principle with insurance sure. and say okay what's out there how could I see insurance without could you imagine having insurance without uh, you know um, paperwork or I don't know you know I, I mean I, something I, like that and um, those underwriters exactly there you go now we're talking okay any underwriters listening don't hate yeah. Jeff for saying that he's just speaking the truth no I'm joking okay. yeah. anyways so Jeff um, they can find you also at www.jefftobe.com they can also uh, email you at jeff at jefftobe.com tobe by the way is t-o-b-e that's yeah. t-o-b-e and uh, it says here that um your position at your company is the primary color. Yeah, don't put that in spell check. It won't work. But <laughs> somebody once told me that I needed a title, so I am the primary color. And Patty, Patty who works with me, is my assistant color. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's yeah. cool, and that's great. Well, Jeff, we appreciate you uh, coming out. Is there anything else you, you need to say? It's buyanticipate.com. You could get the book for a little bit less. You can reach him at jeff at jefftobe.com. Um, and if you haven't seen him and you're looking for a speaker out there, I really, really encourage you um, to, to reach out to him. Jeff, anything you want to close with? No, but I appreciate you saying that. And if your state association is looking for a great speaker, I, I would love to do that. I've been doing more and more independent agents, uh, state associations. Um, the last thing I, I do want to say this, you know, 
it, it truly is. Jason, you don't get enough credit. So I, I want to give you credit for what you're doing with this podcast and the way you're reaching out and trying to help agents. I, um, you know, it's Thanks. really about influencing agents. And I know it's called agents. Uh, In influence. Yep. Absolutely. But it is about how you influence agents through the guests that you have. So congratulations and, and keep it up. No, no problem. I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I really, really do. I, I To me, it's kind of like um, it's like having a job that's not a job because you love to do it. I mean, I don't, I've had a lot of agents say to me a lot, Jeff, like, man, how do you find time to do that? Well, I mean, what's this take, Jeff? I mean, this is going to take us a total of 40 minutes. I think sometimes agents think they don't have time when they really don't have time, but it's because they're doing things that aren't productive or really aren't probably, um, and don't get me wrong, I do a lot of things that are unproductive as well, especially like being on Facebook an hour or two every day. But that also drives drives me business. But yeah. Um, yeah. but thanks again, Jeff. We appreciate it. And um, right. so so once again, this is uh, Agents Influence Podcast. And before I get off of this, I also want to remind you um, that I do have my book coming out as well. Um, so besides uh, Anticipate There by Jeff Tobe, I do have Insurance Agent 2020 that is going to be coming out. Um, I'm still estimating into fall. We just wrapped up doing all of the writing and now it's all into the editing and we got the artwork going. So I want you guys to know it's gonna be a 2020 vision for how your agency needs to operate in the year 2020. And I, I think you're really gonna get a lot, uh, really like it. We've got a web page that's being designed right now where you can go and just put in your email so that you can get the first three or four chapters um, before everybody else does. But I'll keep you more in tune, um, tuned into that uh, before uh, or at the next podcast or as we go. That's called Insurance Agent 2020. But in the meantime, we just had Jeff Tobe from Coloring Outside the Lines, the primary colorer there. And this has been Agents Influence Podcast. And we are out.